Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 30. And we got your your same two hosts as always. We got myself, Zach, a.k.a. The Mantle, and my good friend, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. What's going on, Justin? Hey, buddy. What's going on? It's been a great weekend, and uh, I had so much fun at Terrificon. No, I'm... uh... I'm pretty shot out. That's that's pretty much what my voice was on Monday. So um, let's first and foremost, we apologize. We did nothing for interviews at Terrific right. even though we said we were because we had so many plans that we didn't do. We got yeah. So we should have did it on third. We should have did it on Thursday preview yeah. night, and then like Friday when we as soon as we got there. But we made the mistake of like hunting books on Friday and just being an absolute shit show on Saturday. Well, look, and that's the other thing. I mean, honestly, that might be the best reflection of this uh, this podcast about how it's like more important. We have more important having fun than, mm-hmm. you know, the podcast as like promoting and doing things to get bigger. We were just enjoying hanging out with the community. We're having fun hunting down books. And uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it as we go on. We're going to talk about TerrificCon, do a little wrap up on that. But um, so, yeah, Justin's voice is a little shot. So I will be leading most of today. And then we're saving him so that he can actually speak again at some point in his near future. But you should have heard him on set on Sunday. His voice was cracking like he literally just hit puberty for the first time. So. Yeah. And Monday was even worse after <laughs> like when I got home, my wife was just like, what did what did they do to you? <laughs> She's like, you didn't take a lot of pictures like you weren't posting a lot. Did you not have a good time? And I'm just like, I just didn't have time to post pictures. And honestly, you know. it just it just kind of blew by like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. And like I said, we'll 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 unpack Terrificon for sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's going to be part of our community section. But we're going to start it off with a question that we actually received last week, but due to Terrificon, we didn't get to it. So go ahead and get to it now. So this question is from our friend Hunter Jones, aka H Factor. So great work, guys. Love the podcast. Appreciate it, man. What's your thoughts on holding and selling modern books, books within the last five to ten years? I have sold a lot in the last two years while also holding a lot of books to build an inventory to sell later. However, is holding modern books even smart, you think? How much will these books actually go to? I'm 40, and in the comic world, most books take 30 years to rise, just a few hundred dollars. I'm probably not going to be 70 selling books. So books like Agents of Atlas 1, High Republic Keys, and even Spider-Verse Keys, uh, non-Ultimate Fallout 4 books. Do you dump and buy older books or keep building an inventory? Thanks. So it's a really good question. Um, and it's probably something every single collector like ourselves struggles with, you know, and mm-hmm. um, touches on the idea of when is the right time to sell a book. So my opinion is, and Justin, I think is is with with me on this, but probably a little bit more of a uh, holds books longer than I do because um, he sells more than I do as well. So mm-hmm. I am a very big believer in getting, if you can get the books, if you can get the spec books and you hold on to them, if you can you can estimate a spec and then flip it. My goal always how I, anytime I flip books, it's with the purpose of another book goal in mind. So a grail book, or if I'm trying to, you know, do another ghostwriter book or something, I'll set that as my goal. So let's say it's, you know, easy number $2,000 book. Okay. So I'll get my books and I'll flip them and I'll sell them until I get up to that. I purchase the book and then rinse and repeat. Um, And right now is just right now is a, a unique time in comics since in the sale of comics since uh covid and with obviously the addition of like disney plus to the movies and with the mcu i mean everything is really hitting all at once so 
so yeah, it, it is kind of like a game. Like how long do you want to wait and investment, right? So like, do you want to mm-hmm. invest big money into a book that you will wait, wait 10 years on, or do you want to do a quick flip? Like, and I'm kind of speaking a lot because I'm trying to save Justin's voice, but I know Justin's all about like the quantity, right? So like, for mm-hmm. example, Justin picked up like a ton of Mighty Avengers ones this week. Yeah, like 10 to 15 copies at least. Right. And so your mindset is what? You buy it for five bucks. If I flip it for 10, boom, double money, lots. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, it's it's definitely an idea uh, as far as holding it. Uh, depends on how many copies, right? And what you really want to do. So if you can buy a book, like, you know, obviously Spider-Verse is a big thing. Edge of Spider-Verse volume two just came out this week. So do I see like some of these new characters like that Spider-Rex? Do I see him long-term? Like they already have blow up dolls i think i already saw like online and like an action figure and i guess that's good for young young kids but do i really see him as like a long-term character that's going to get some ongoing series that people are going to get behind that's going to produce a tv show or live action Uh, i don't think so uh something like mighty avengers number one the reason why i picked up so many copies if anybody doesn't know mighty avengers number one is the first time where monica rambeau is named spectrum now, we don't know. Obviously, we know she got her powers in WandaVision. We don't know what name she's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know if she's going to be, what, like Polaris or Palladium Photon. Uh, Spectrum, Photon. There's so many things. But here it is. I picked up a bunch of copies, probably paid 2 to $3 for them. I will literally save them. Some of them are really good. I'll send a couple into CGC if they come back 9-8. You know, I'll hold on to it until the name because, you know, her first appearance is still a pretty pricey book. First appearance right. of Monica Rambeau. It's still a pricey book. Will she eventually become Captain Marvel? I don't know. But, it, yeah, it, it's all about, you know, selling the books when you think that you feel that it's right. Like, does it need to be that very last minute? No, because, obviously, if you're trying to sell it when everybody else is trying to sell it, you're going to get right. a little bit less. But look at it this way. If I just spend a couple dollars, throw in another 30 bucks to grade the book, and they come back nine eights and I get a hundred to $150 that I can sell that right now. And then maybe put it towards a golden age Batman book. Sure. Or do I hold on to it and hope that it goes to 300, but how long is that going to be? Right. Like, right. <laughs> like Hunter said, it could be 10, five to 10 years. Like I don't, there's certain books that I don't feel that I need to invest that long term for uh, agents of Atlas. Great book. Do see that as a future, obviously, you know, um, High Republic stuff. I think, I think High Republic number one is obviously the biggest key in that. You know, there are first appearances littered throughout, but it's just going to be. It's the same thing like, you know, Star Wars during the Clone Wars era. There's so many Jedi Masters, Jedi Knights. Like nobody does anybody really care. And like, who's going to be used? Yeah, those secondary and thirdary characters. Like it's fine, but if if it's not like the main character that they're constantly union using, you're kind of beat. So I like the idea of, you know, keeping the book for a specific amount of time and then flipping it because obviously, you know, like, like Hunter said, uh, inventory is another thing, you know, how much space are you going to have? Like I constantly, yeah, you know, space is, uh, space is crazy. So I'm trying to go through my stuff, trying to get through as much as possible, get rid of stuff. And you gotta, you really have to like also be okay with accepting the fact that maybe you didn't sell it at the right time. So you sold it for like 30 bucks. The book jumps to a hundred. Like, ah, oh, damn. You know what I mean? Like you, you miss it and it happens. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's happened to everyone. Um, thing is you always got to think about it. 
it's profit. Everything you got was profit. Yeah. Did you maybe jump, sell a little too early or a little too late and you missed that, that money window? Yeah. Who knows? You know, but like a lot of people say, okay, in terms of the TV shows, the time to sell is like either on the announcement that they're going to have the character or is it upon like the first appearance in terms of the first time you see him in like a trailer or is it after the movie? And it can be so hit or miss because not only does it, who knows which time is the, good, the right place to sell, but Justin's completely right. Like who else is unloading their books at that time? So um, we talked about it again this weekend. Justin and I have talked about this a lot. Like Nova one, like, do we think Richard Ryder's coming to the universe? Yes, of course. But who else besides us is holding on to a, a Nova one, 9.8, a ton of people. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, damn, are we even going to get our money back on that flip and that sale? Um, so it, it's a game, man. And it, the, 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 the scoreboard is the aggregate at the end. You can't mm-hmm. think about each sale at, in and of itself. Think about it like at the end of the game, like, that's why I like to use, and like Justin said, Golden Age Batman, like set a goal. Did you get your goal? It'll make you feel better about what you sold. That's the way I operate. Like, okay, here's all my sales are going towards this. All my sales for the past like month or two have been going towards Terrificon, which worked out well. And uh, set your goals. You'll never be disappointed. That's kind of my mentality on it. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, this could be like an all day type of question right. and, and and really with no right answer for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to say something different. And, and right. that's, what's great about the question is that you have your opinion. I have my opinion. Our listeners have probably their own opinions. Like what's the idea. And I, I never really try to look back. Like as long as, like you said, as long as you make a profit, that's what should be most important. And that's the big thing of trying to buy you know, maybe larger keys and trying mm-hmm. to sit on them for a little bit. Yeah. Like right before announcement, like well, look, at, know, look at like, Moon Knight, bro. Yeah. Moon Knight Moon and Eternals, Knight's- two recent books that people took a wash on if they got in, in on them late. So, mm-hmm. but I also feel like, you know, and, and we always, we always go back to this. I still think that right now the world of comics is very tough because again, in 2020, late 2020, 20 and 2021 comic book market was like insane. Yeah. And now it was crushing. Yeah. And I, well, it's between that and there's new collectors from other areas that normally didn't collect comics. And now sure. they're they're like, oh, well, I, we can look at uh, comics as an investment. But I think realistically, probably this was, I guess, my first like real three day show where I, I could see a lot of uh, vendors and a lot of books. And you really see the prices of books coming down like they're mm-hmm. finally starting to settle. And everybody who's a content creator says that. And I think that's the truth. And I think that's really what needs to be done, because there's people out there that couldn't afford these books in high grades but now you can right yeah the ultimate i mean the perfect example in my opinion is ultimate fallout 4 that is a insanely priced book for the amount of copies that are out there as well Mm -hmm. i mean it's just there's no reason it should be priced that high there's no reason um don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not downplaying the importance of miles morales or anything but it hit at the right time. It hit in this like weird, weird microcosm of like when all books fucking blew up and it just soared through the rest. Um, but yeah, so great question and a good segue, like Justin was saying to, to move right into Terrificon. So, um, so yeah, so give you kind of background on our trip to Terrificon. Uh, I, I got into Jersey, flew into Jersey Wednesday night. Justin picked me up when had dinner, a couple of drinks, Went back to his place, crashed, right? And then Thursday morning, we got up, hit the road, and hit some shops 
on the way up. Uh, what were the two the two shops we hit up? I know one. Uh, of them, we so we went to sec, Second Alarm Comics Second up Alarm, in North yeah. Brantford. Um, our buddy Jay uh, runs that shop. Really cool, dude. So let's talk, let's talk issues. about Second Alarms. Like great inventory. I loved the um, organization. It was easy to find stuff. You know what I mean? Which like some shops you go to, which we'll kind of talk about here in a minute on the on another one. Um, you have to search for everything, right? But I loved their the way everything was organized. They had like all their Marvel books were pretty much alphabetical. They had a Star Wars section. They had like the indie section. Um, so it was very easy to navigate the shop. And then the bigger so, the bigger series had their own like short box or long right. box. So it wasn't just like A to Z Marvel, A to C, DC, like indie like if it was a bigger title like something is killing children spawn noctera you know it had its own short box for that right yeah great shop um unfortunately we didn't get to see jay mm. right it wasn't there um we missed him but awesome shop we spent some money there got some good books that we well you'll hear the end result in a little while we went on to sarge's comics right there in uncasville correct right that was in uh uncasville. new london new london new london Okay, went to Sarge's Comics, and this you probably heard Justin talk about the the comic crawl. These guys hit this place up a lot, and I had heard the stories about the size of this place and the uh, mythical basement that resides there. Um, this shop was insane. I mean, just the size alone. I the adult in me also is always thinking about what is the rent on this building? You know, <laughs> it's like kind of like in downtown, right? Kind of like downtown New London, yeah, right? Right, a corner store, like yeah. Main Street, two Main Streets, Huge. basically. I mean, square footage of this place, it almost could have been like an old school, like Sears store, like back in like the 60s, you know, size of this place, which is massive um, books and toys and graphic novels and DVDs and CDs, everything you could have wanted. Any kind of like collectible was in this store. And that was just on the main level. So uh, we did some hunting there, got some good books as well. And then we were able to get down into the basement, which like, I don't even know how to explain this. If you haven't seen it, um, but I was telling everyone lost Ark type of thing. Raiders of the lost Ark. It's like you get down there and there's just, uh, warehouse shelves and long boxes. What would you say? 200 long boxes? God, at least, at least right. Like (laughs) 200 long boxes, random order, nothing stuff on the floor stacked. And it just like, was so awesome but so much anxiety when i saw this like just thinking like oh my god where what's where where can i find anything mm-hmm. so what were you hunting for justin spec stuff stuff to flip um i knew like it, it's you know obviously going in there i'm not looking for golden age batman stuff like i know <laughs> i'm not gonna find that in, in probably the i was like golden age batman book yeah i mean I, I would think like uh video game comics anime related comics yeah you know the you know, even though I bought a lot of stuff, I think my best pickups were really just um, some Star Wars stuff that was really um, maybe just a couple. Oh, actually, no, probably the variants that I needed. There was a few variants that I found, but really the best pickup and I showed you was that Mobile Suit Gundam, right? The original series, Volume One, from like the eighties, it was or nineties, really, one to six, all high grade. It was awesome, and that was like the best thing, like for me to find something like that. Like I was looking for anything like the Viz Media stuff you know, obviously Valiant or anything just in general for video game comics, but the, mm-hmm. the mobile suit Gundam like one to six was like, Holy crap. Like that's awesome. Yeah. That was definitely my best pickup there. And I was hunting for the whole, the whole trip, the whole con, I was trying to complete my 
Ghost Rider Volume 1, Bronze Age stuff, and my Ghost Rider Volume 2, the 90s Dan Ketch stuff. So I was picking up just massive amounts of Ghost Rider, which was great because I'd kind of I don't have the shops here in El Paso. And I went to these shops and I was able to really, really like hone in on them. And then throughout Terrificon, I mean, spoiler alert, I, I almost finished the run. I think I'm short 11 issues between the two series on mm-hmm. Ghost Rider. So um but yeah, Sarge's, we got, a, we got a stack of books. We got a bunch of books that we respect books. And then so we went to Terrificon. We got to the, to the Mohegan Sun Casino on Thursday. We got in a little early. Saw our boy, Barry Gary. Um, looked around. You set up with, it was Thursday you set up your uh, commission, right? Uh, no, Friday. Friday? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Thursday, so Friday, we, yeah, we saw the three men in the basement crew. Three men in the basement crew, of course. Uh, yeah. And then just some other people that obviously we know. Or I know, and like the vendors. Yeah, just kind of met up, and then what did we do Thursday night? Just hung out, right? We had um dinner. We had dinner. We had the uh, we, we, we had the three, three men. men. Yeah, we went live we with the gambled. three men, and then we gambled. <laughs> and then we la- and then we went live on Lords of the Longbox, the sa- the Shaker show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, I I kind of forget like that first night kind of blurred. Um, and Friday even drunk. I know. I know. Friday, we went to the con. We did all con things, set up the commission for Justin, um, and really kicked it off. And like, I, I can't tell you how awesome this con was. I know everyone's been talking about it, and I'm kind of late to the party, obviously, on this. But um, I'm not a con guy. I'm really not. Like, I mean, I've always said I, I don't need three days to walk the same aisles and see the same vendors over and over again. I don't really do commissions. I don't really do signatures. And I really don't hunt. I was really only hunting for fun. But it's so awesome to be able to just like dip out, go have lunch at like a nice restaurant, hang out with everyone who's there, the East Coast crew, and then gamble as well. So it's it's unique. It is very unique con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like, obviously, I, I talk about it every year. You know, we talked about it last year on the podcast, talked about it this year. And, you know, it, it's definitely, in the, it's a completely different animal than any mm-hmm. other convention anyone's ever been to. I don't care you know, C2E2, Baltimore, New York, like you're in the convention. And like you said, if you're not really a con goer, like you, you buy like a three day pass or a four day pass and you're really only going for one day, maybe two, but right. Like you said, you could literally go to the show and then like go have lunch and then go gamble. Or in my instance, because you know, I uh, was quite inebriated on Friday <laughs> night, like went to the show on Saturday, we woke up, had breakfast, went to the show and literally after two hours, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I literally went back up to the hotel room, which is not that far. Like it's again, it's in the casino and crashed for like two hours. And then newbie, of course, newbie comics, Joel came up and we were bullshitting because I brought his books that he had shipped from me, his, his quote unquote porn. Uh, and then you came back and then I kind of felt that resurgence. And then I went back down to the, the floor and I bought like a ton of comics. So it's like, yeah, you can't do that at any other show. Like yeah, once you leave the convention, mid, you're done. Yeah. Huh? yeah, go take a nap mid-con. You can't yeah. where, where can you where else can you do that? Yeah, I mean, I would have you could have yeah. like either taken a nap, you could have went to the pool, could have worked out, which was another thing that you and I did on Friday morning before right. the show. Like there's so much stuff to do when you're there. Yeah, Saturday, Justin and Jay DeButcha from Pressable Defects were both like walking zombies, like literally out of the pages of The Walking Dead, these two. Um but we had a good night that Friday. So, you know, totally going to miss out on some people, but like some shout outs and all the people who 
we hung out with um justin already mentioned newbie the three men in the basement crew barry gary uh dennis for comics monty monty's collectibles um the pressable defects crew jay guy matt um who else Amagazi, a lot of Kamigazi, Kamigazi, uh, a lot of Canadians. Dracula, uh, wesley wesley's comics joey does comics like Obviously, no good. Justin, who was just on the podcast a couple right. weeks ago, Morbius hey, Comics, Last so, Level. Oh yeah, everybody, Matt. Yeah, so many people. And, and we're that's probably what missing. Like I 10. told you, and did yeah. I not tell you like no, how dude. crazy, how many people that would be there? And you're yeah. just like, and you know, this is nothing against Zach, but Zach's like, you know, you got to introduce me to these people. Like I only know them on like Instagram, and right. you know, kind of like if you don't really see their face, you don't know them. You know, you mm-hmm. only see their books type of thing. So and people were so thrilled to meet you because they've never met you in person. Cause you're not here on the East coast. Right. They only hear you here on the podcast or on Lords or previous channel. You know, it was it's fun, different. man. It was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, some of these guys, like the pressable defects crew, the three men in the basement, Dennis. I mean, some of these guys I've known Gary, I've known for like probably three years now and never met in person. I mean, out of everyone, you were the only person I, I've met in person. Oh, in a Tim, Tim showed up the sculpture yep. vulture. He came down for a day, of course. Good friend. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, besides you and a Tim, I had never met one person there before mm-hmm. in real life. And it, it was wild, man. It was so, so much fun. Um, and everybody so got along. There's no drama. No like, drama. None. Anybody could go out with, to eat with anybody. Anybody could drink with anybody. There was no like, oh, clicks here, clicks there. Like, oh, I don't like to hang out with these people. You know, it didn't matter. Friday night, Comics Roadhouse. Saturday night, Comics Roadhouse. <laughs> you know, uh, the bar that Otto was at, like everybody was everywhere. Like it didn't matter. There's not like this, you know, rule that, Oh, I can only hang out with these people. Or I don't know if I want to go meet up with these people because oh, they're, they're too big. They have too many subscribers and yeah. followers. No, man. Dude. And like on Saturday we had like, it, it was not planned. We had a random dinner with, uh, Dennis, uh, Anthony from vigilantes and villains. And you, and then you showed up like last minute as well. And we ate at Tao <laughs> and we were sitting on these like, bullshit like almost like the <laughs> waiting room area there was like a coffee in table and then i was sitting on what arguably could have been described as like a poof it wasn't yeah. even a chair there was no back to it like it a had shitty like little the, ottoman like a tiny yeah. ottoman. <laughs> yeah and it had like the best meal i mean the four of us just all these plates of food passing it around sharing around it was delicious man uh and we just crushed it and ant was great dude villains uh, vigilantes and villains check them out on instagram awesome awesome dude so happy to meet him but um, yeah, dude, it was just it was it was a blast, bro. Like, literally, I don't have one bad thing to say about it. I don't think. Now, you know, for again, the people that were there who listened to us, you know, again, you guys made the con the con people mm-hmm. that have not gone to this con who listen to us. We cannot speak high, more yeah. highly about this show than ever. You know, I I walked in. I saw, you know, I saw Mitch Halleck, who's the promoter, creator, owner of all this stuff. You know, he literally did this show and it, it's unbelievable. Like the fact that like you see all people like doesn't matter who you are, what you're from. It's cool. Like there's so many artists, writers, uh, celebrities, actors, voice actors, and then all the different comics. Like it's a comic show. It's not like an anime and nothing against anime because obviously I love anime, but it's not like New York Comic Con, which has a whole big anime section. Yeah, strong comics for uh, sure. Yeah, very strong in the comics. Yeah, you get your toy vendors and your Funko Pop people, and that's fine too. But there's so many comic vendors that I'm pretty sure, like, I missed a few, you know, vendors or booths just because of whatever the case may be. But it's not like New York Comic Con where it's like 
wall to wall like you're literally bouncing off of people and like you can't walk like yeah saturday was a little busy but that's saturday like was busy show. yeah yeah but still man, i love this show 2023 you know a year from now it needs to come sooner because according to tim from lords man he says he's coming bringing, you know, bringing the yeah. other people so we can get what, the full um, lords lords crew over there what was that i was gonna say um damn so what was your highlight of the con like pickup or commission or, yeah, or what uh, i don't know man i you seriously it's just you coming out getting to hang out with you all weekend was definitely like such a that blast awesome. because you know we talk every week here on the podcast we talk on the phone but literally it just becomes like a different thing you know when you're in person like hanging out like right everybody you know joel like new, newbie comics like uh matt his wife like it's all fun it's it's literally like yeah i picked up books probably my biggest books that i picked up were again that mobile suit gundam number one that was at a shop at the show i picked up some star wars variants that i didn't have at good prices obviously the two golden age batmans obviously that's got to be my biggest yeah, pickups for sure and normally i don't buy big books i've always said that at shows but you know at this point for golden age batmans it's either i'm like on heritage auctions or metropolis comics or ebay and who the hell knows like is that price really accurate right. or you know people had and the guy i bought them off of fantasy yeah, you, comics you purchased from him before yeah i purchased from him before and what's great is like you know he you can tell like yeah he hasn't priced but he's willing to you know work with you because obviously he knows what he's into them for he's not trying to gouge people where he could charge let's just say double what he was asking just because it is a rare golden age book you know, he wants to sell them. He doesn't want to have, just look like a, a museum right. or have like a wall of golden age books. So, uh, you know, that's definitely, you know, my two best pickups. What about you, man? So, I mean, like I said, I picked up a lot of the completed my Ghost Rider run, runs. I really didn't get anything for like my personal collection, so to speak, besides Ghost Rider stuff. Um, but I did have fun, you know, like uh, Howard Mackey was there, the creator of Danny Catch, the 90s Ghost Rider, which I'm enjoying so much reading it again. And so I kind of got into this weekend where, I mean, I have a number one, nine, eight, and I was like, Hey, should I bring it? Should I crack it? Get them signed. But I was scared. Uh, I, was, I was terrified of cracking this thing <laughs> and it coming back less. So I was like, well, at all the shops in the con, I'll look around and see if I can find one. Maybe I'll find a graded one. And there were some, the price a little higher than I wanted to do. Um, and then I found some raw, we found, we found some raw copies, but with some dings on them. But then I found a, um, a uh, ghostwriter 28 and i want to make sure i give a shout out to the uh, booth hold on mm collectibles comics was it yeah was it mm yeah mm -hmm. right yep yeah mm collectibles matt marlin so uh mm collectibles i bought a ghostwriter 28 from them and great condition you know first midnight suns and went and got howard mackey to sign it then sent it off to cgc so we'll see man hopefully it'll come back nine eight it'd be great but I just wanted to do something at the con, you know, active with the con and Howard Mackey being there. And since I've been on this big Ghost Rider kick, so that was kind of fun. But um, all in all, so we did like throughout the hunting and through the con and stuff. Justin and I were picking up books. We did two whatnot sales and pretty much paid for what our room, like stay like our stay at the pretty hotel much, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And, and then my experience in terms of like uh, gambling. I took out like, let's say I took out $1,500 throughout the whole weekend. That's it. It's all the cash that came out of my account and bought all those Ghost Rider, bought some food, different shit, all the shops and stuff. 
And then I went home and I probably, when I got back to El Paso, I put about $1,100 back into the account. So like I almost was financially never even present at <laughs> Terrificon, which to That's me awesome. is a win, man. I was having a lot of fun playing craps with four comics. Um, tried to teach Gary and his wife, but it was it's impossible to teach craps unless mm -hmm. it's like in person. Um, and then I did a bunch of the video craps. So nice. I was winning. I was having a good time. Good. So 2023, July 20, I think it's July 28th through the 30th of Damn, 2023. Damn, the dates for the next one? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. shit. Already in the books, right? Already in the books. Hopefully next year, would love to get the wife up there because then I can hang out with you guys one night. She hang out with yeah. her and go to the, you know, because there's other things. Like oh, there was yeah. like on Friday, there was like an outside um, Elton John tribute band. There's like, uh, there was obviously college basketball or mm -hmm. women's basketball was there. Um, the comedy they, shows they have the comedy shows they have um what else is like a spa of course yeah they have the spa they have like two yeah. nightclubs so obviously us us nerds you know we're not really going over there like yeah i wouldn't go with nightclubs. like a bunch of guys like if my wife came then i'd go to the nightclub you know do some dancing whatever that's fun but like with all you guys like i'm fine literally just like t-shirt and jeans all right and just yeah. drinking and shooting shit like right and you know what's crazy it's like when we're all hanging out, like you would think that all us nerds are like nerd talking, but it's not, right? No, it's not like they picked up this Batman book, or uh, did you did you see that Spider Gwen that guy had? It was super overpriced, right? Like, nothing right. like that, right? It's not. It's just hanging out, bullshitting, making fun of things. Like I, I love the community. It's wild. I will say, I had um, I was on Saturday Saturday night. I don't know where you were at this. I went point. gambling with Matt. That's right. You were gambling and it was just me, newbie comics and uh, vigilantes and villains. And we did talk comics like we were talking the Marvel Universe. What about this character? I mean, just tangent after tangent and then like mm -hmm. sidetracked. And I was thinking about afterwards, like, God damn, I, if I had like a video recorder, just record this conversation. Like, boom, that's a badass episode. Like so we were throwing out gold, man, of like mm -hmm. opinions on these books are hot. How do you flip this book? What about this character when this shows up? And it was it was fun, man. It was really fun. <laughs> and I schooled, I was teaching newbie about uh, emo music, which I got to try to get him. Yeah. I really want to know that. I forgot to ask you that question when I was driving. I know he like mentioned that to me and I know like some of the music you listen to. I really, we should have just went back and forth, like naming bands and stuff yeah. like that or, or bands that we've seen over the years. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if they even have music up in Canada, but um, <laughs> besides like Celine Dion and Brian Adams, that's probably all he listens to. Oh, but I was Jesus. telling him, I was telling him about the when we were young concert I'm going to in Vegas. And of course, I show him like a picture of the uh, the lineups. And this asshole, of course, the, the first name he sees, it's in, the, granted, it's in the middle. It's like Avril Lavigne. I was like, look, dude, I'm not going out there to see Avril Lavigne. You looked past My Chemical Romance, Bring Me to Horizon, Data Remember. You, you look oh. past all these ones and you just focused on Avril Lavigne. Like, but anyway, great wow. time, man. So much yeah. fun. Once again, shout out to everyone we saw. Apologies to anyone we missed and any name we didn't bring up right now. There was just so, so many. Um, but yeah, great, great, great time. So that's it on our Terrificon recap. We're going to get into a couple articles real quick and uh, what we're currently reading, and then we will call it a day. So uh, you want to go first? You got an article. Yeah. So today this just dropped over on bleedingcool.com. Uh, we've talked about it previously, and it just keeps getting more female actresses on this movie. So Madam Webb adds Zosha Mehmet 
to the cast. Um, if you don't know Zosha, she was on the HBO show Girls. And she's also currently on the HBO show uh, The Flight Attendant as well over on HBO Max. But she is being added to the Madam webcast. And of course, like we talked about literally probably a couple of weeks ago, this cast is just getting more and more females. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you are not picking up minor female spider related character keys, you're going to be shit out of luck when this drops. Like, we don't know anybody. We don't know who anybody's playing. I know you first. You picked up a first Julia Carpenter. Yeah, at, oh, somewhere along our travels. Yeah, like I pick up. I was looking for like, you know, cheap characters as well, like that are on the female side that are pop possibly going to show up. But it's unbelievable. Like there's no news. But again, this is reported at deadline. Just dropped. Just dropped today. You know, obviously for anyone who doesn't know, of course, like Madam Webb's an older woman, so who knows? But Madam Webb has also been a younger version with Julia Carpenter, who was also like a mutant, if I recall. But again, you know, I don't know how much I want to speak on this because we talked about it before. But the fact that they just keep adding female characters, it's like they really are building this universe. That's not only spider characters, but like one of these women could play Black Cat. Yeah. Or Silver Sable. Like Aranya, Silver Sable. Like there's a lot of females for spider family. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it, man? Yeah, you know, it's like it's frustrating because, like you said, they just keep frustrating to me is how they keep adding all these actresses and then they don't tell you who the hell they are. So it's <laughs> like there's so much anticipation, but at the same time, it's also like, well, this could just be like a, a shop owner or their friend. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, God, when comics loves having the the whole crew now, every hero has uh, what do you call what do you call it in the in the uh, CW universe? You had uh, a, I feel like you had a term for it. The Flash oh. family. The Flash oh yeah, like the fan. Yeah, yeah, like like everybody's gonna know that she's some superhero or something like that. All right. So, or it's just gonna be like the person, her, the person in the chair, or something like that. You know, but you hope that it's gonna be like a known character. So, yeah, I'm ready for them to start giving more information about Madame Web. Mm-hmm. So, but you're not wrong though, man. These books and there's been talk of Silver Sable and uh, Black Cat for a while now. So. Yeah, this really could open up the the film world for Sony and all those characters. Because yeah, like even Silk, like you have no idea mm-hmm. how this could open up for. Could be Spider Gwen, could be Silk, Aranya. Mm-hmm. There's so many characters that could this this could open up for. So they're just building the Sony the Sh- Spamunk universe. The Spamunks. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that's our Marvel talk. DC talk, I'm sure you guys are expecting this. There's the big elephant in the room when it comes to <laughs> Warner Brothers and uh, DC Universe. Uh, we're going to talk about it is Warner Brothers releases official Batgirl cancellation explanation. So obviously there's been a lot of talk recently about Batgirl being canceled from uh, the DCEU or the Discovery not coming to either HBO Max, Discovery, or film. So um yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't, this wasn't a movie that I was super excited about. You know, it was going to be cool because you had Michael Keaton. You were going to have uh, the new version of Supergirl was going to show up in this. Um, but it really has felt like this DCEU is just struggling to figure out their identity even before this movie. You know, like the rumors that Michael Keaton was going to take over as like the DCEU Batman permanently. You know, we'd had like, him showing up in Batgirl and him going to be showing up in the flash. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, man. And 
speaking of the flash, you know, what's going to happen now? You know, the question is, if they're so willing to get rid of Batgirl, what will happen with the flash? So Mm -hmm. uh, this article goes on to kind of explain why it says, you know, and here's the deal. I think I've read four articles just today alone. And I feel like Mm -hmm. each article kind of tells me something different, but, um, they're saying it has nothing to do with the cast and nothing to do with the acting abilities or anything like that. Um, they go on to talk about a new, they, they keep talking about a strategic shift as it relates to DC universe and HBO max. Um, some other articles that I've read talk about how, I mean, it was a lot of money that they sported a budget of approximately $90 million, which was largely complete to the point the test screenings were actively being held to garner audience feedback. So there was also some talk that, the feedback of the movie wasn't great. And that's kind of why they're willing to cut it. This mm-hmm. other article mentions right now that it might be terminated for tax write-off purposes. Um, so I don't know, man, there's a lot out there. Uh, an insider in the community or not the community in the movie community says, he's I like this quote. This- I really like this quote a lot. Yeah. Worked in this town for three decades, and this is some unprecedented shit right here, said the executive. So, I mean, this movie was done, right, in post-production, yeah. correct? Yeah. It, yeah, we've seen we've seen it so much, like, for this. It, it's just wild. Like, uh, there's another article that's also um, kind of like a spinoff for this that, you know, the, obviously the two directors finally came out and said something. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole thing of what they said, but... You know, to quote, we are saddened and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it is critical that our work to be shown to our audiences. While the film was far from finished, we wished that the fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Maybe one day it will be. But uh, yeah, because you had Michael Keaton, you had J.K. Simmons coming back. You had Brendan Mm -hmm. Fraser as Firefly. There was like a ton of other people, obviously, like Leslie Grace. And I just feel bad for like, it's like a waste of time, right? right? Like. I hope they got paid. Well, yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like, is there something sure, in the yeah. contract that says that, yeah, if I film this, but this never comes to see the light of day, do I still make money? Like, Oh, I'm sure. But you know what's crazy, too? When we were at the con, I remember like looking at my phone and stuff. There was articles coming out at the con about just last week about Brendan Fraser as Firefly. They kind of like finally came out that he was, he was going to be playing like Ted Carson, who dons a costume very similar to the DC villain Firefly. So not our you know, traditional Firefly character, but Firefly-esque. That shit literally came out last week, like days before. And I was even thinking like, oh, let me remember this in case we go live and we talk comic news. It's something to bring up about Brendan Fraser. Well, But see, this still goes now. Obviously, we t- what we talked about last week, we did our San Diego Comic-Con recap. And I even said that how bad was DC's presence oh, at San Diego? Horrible, dude. Nothing well, on Batgirl. So like... Yeah. Nothing on Batgirl, nothing on Aquaman, nothing on Flash, nothing on Blue Beetle. So now, knowing that like Aquaman is a is definitely like a top tier movie, mm-hmm. knowing the Flash is, dude, I don't even want to say top tier, but like probably B level, but it's still main because it's a Justice League character. Blue Beetle, like, is it on the chopping block, right? Or is it still happening? James Gunn literally came out today on August third saying that Peacemaker is safe, like. That's still happening for crazy season two. Out and say things are safe. Yeah, that's yeah. like wild. But yeah, like Blue Beetle, man. And I just sent in literally an Infinite Crisis three and five to CGC. Like, I feel like as soon as they come back, I have to sell them because I just I, right. I'm afraid. Like they they may take a dip, and that goes back to comic collecting. Like I don't know how long I can hold on to those. You know, and we, we obviously we've talked about this ad nauseum with the Miller Watch, but 
I mean, that's the big, the big Ezra Miller in the room is uh, the elephant in the room is you're going to cut Batgirl and dude, if they, if they come through with the flash, like I said, in one of our private chats, like the world's going to burn, like it's going to be crazy, man. I don't know. Maybe. And this is what it tells me is like, obviously Batgirl with Michael Keaton, that was kind of being set up off of what we were going to see in the flash. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I assumed is like the flash mm-hmm. is going to be doing flashpoint. It's going to introduce these things. They even had pushed back the release date, right. Of Batgirl to post behind flash. So that flash was going to show up first, maybe kind of set up this new thing. And maybe they're now like, look, bro, like we don't even know what we're going to do with the flash, but let's whatever I'm assuming Batgirl was tied directly to the flash. Like very much. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And they're canceling this. I think flash is next, bro. I think flash has to go. Yeah. You know, and we're not the only people that have said this, obviously it's all over the interwebs. It's all over Instagram. Everyone's shitting on it. And you know, people, you know, we were going to talk about this without a doubt and Mm -hmm. our thoughts. And again, it's just wild that we literally spoke a week ago on why. And I said it, how shitty, San Diego DC was that they could have done so much more. You had this perfect opportunity, like for San Diego, you know, post COVID and you couldn't even bring it. Like all this stuff was talked about at like the DC, um, you know, when they did the DC day stuff, we saw preview footage for all these things. And all you give us is Shazam and black Adam. Like, come on. Like, so Marvel literally spits out like all this information and we're just sitting like DC fans. I'm just like, well, you know what, DC fans, here's the best time to go ahead and buy some books because right, perfect opportunity. If you want to collect first appearances, you can get some DC stuff on the cheap. So I just found like another like side article that kind of deals with this this whole or this whole issue as well. Mm-hmm. And it's saying Warner Brothers is cutting. Uh, let's see, development is expected to especially hbo max development is expected to be especially hard hit with layoffs, with two sources placing the amount of uh development staff cuts at 70 percent everyone in warner brothers discovery is nervous at the moment they're starting to look at alternative job options in case they get the axe revealed a company sounds like they're not doing hbo max scripted shows anymore with hbo taking over so less scripted shows overall which just is scary man because now what does this say about the batman future or like the penguin uh hbo max show that was going to happen yeah so it's weird. It, it is a hundred percent wild. Like Titans, like what's going to happen on that? Like I really want to oh, see yeah. a new Titans? season on Titans. Yeah. You know, like where do they where do they put their money at this point? And a lot of people have said it. Like just Disney, just buy the whole DC. That like just be buy DC Comics so you can make movies and people will love it and they could probably do a great job. And that's where we're at right now. So that's crazy, dude. It's gonna be. When's um doesn't Warner Brothers have like their own little like D23 type thing? What, what's that? Shit no, called? I mean, that's what it was. It was like Disney, uh, DC Day, but that happened like earlier in the year. Yeah. And, the, and so. of course, like even today, they announced that the Joker movie part two is coming out in October of 2024. <laughs> yeah. It's just like really like stupid. I don't care what they're trying to like that. change the they're trying to like put out the fire in one direction and like give you better news that. <laughs> Couldn't care less about Joker two. Honestly, yeah. was more would have been more excited to see Batgirl than the Joker. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyway, sorry on a, on a bummer note with the DC universe. So um, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. But first, we're gonna talk about what we always end with: what we are currently reading. So 
it's kind of like two weeks of books, but I feel like last week was really light, so it didn't really matter, <laughs> yeah. matter too much, actually. But um, what do you got, Justin? You want to go ahead? Yeah, so uh, definitely some interesting stuff this week. Well, obviously, like you said, there was so much to read. Obviously, books that we read last week, books that we read this week. Um, honorable mention probably would be like my my top pick, but uh, there was two other things that I want to talk about. So if you didn't know that, I was not going to put this in my honorable mention or top picks. Of course, Batman White Knight presents Red Hood, number one. I love Sean Murphy. I love what he did with the character for Red Hood. Like the backstory to still keep it kind of in continuity, but I love how he literally combines all the old Batman stuff with the Batman Beyond stuff. And like you get your first appearance of the new Robin in this issue. You get your first time that you see a, another Batman Beyond character or villain um, in the form of Shriek, who's a badass villain from the Batman Beyond universe. Like, I just love this series. And, you know, I cannot wait for as this as this series pro progresses. So um, honorable mention, like I said, for Red Hood, but two titles. Pretty crazy stuff. So we got an image. They're actually both image titles. The first one it's called The Dead Lucky. Uh, of course, people are like, "Oh, what's the dead lucky?" I'm sure you saw it oh, on your shelves. Um, that's the um, in the uh, the radiant black universe. Yes, massive verse. Yes, it is. So, um, synopsis: San Francisco is changing. Tech consumer Morrow is building the city of the future with peacekeeper robots looming in every corner. And wherever Morrow isn't, the Salvation Gang is. Uh, BB is changing too. She became. She just came back from Afghanistan with PTSD and has the ability to control electrical currents. If she can hold it together, she might be the hero San Francisco needs. But against an enemy that is big, if it isn't good isn't good enough, she'll have to be lucky. Um yeah, it, it's exactly that. Like she you really don't know how she gets these powers. She doesn't really use them too much. Uh she it opens up with her and like therapy and again talking about the PTSD and throughout and you see this as like a soldier and you know obviously I don't I can't relate but just you see her PTSD throughout this entire issue and explaining and they talk about these like robots that are kind of protectors of certain areas. And once they leave, the gangs come in and by the end of issue one, you finally get to see her in this suit, which is obviously even cover a, and probably some of the variants I think show her, but it's very interesting. It's definitely up there. Um, it would be my in-between pick of the week and also honorable mention. Uh, and like you said, it's part of the radiant black universe, massive verse that they're massive creating. Verse, so yeah. uh, I like where they're building this. I was, would have loved to seen like another radiant black character show up, but I'm sure will show up at some point, you know, early on, but my, my pick of the week. And um, of course, kind of give a shout out to, you know, our buddy hard knocks. He kind of told us about this one. Yeah. Um, Golden rage. Did you read it? Is that what you're, that's your pick? Yeah. Of the week? Yeah. That's my pick. Oh, of the week. Did you read it? it no, I haven't oh. got it. I'm going to go tomorrow and get it. Anyway. Okay. So um, synapses again, image, image comics in a world where older women, who have been deemed useless to society are abandoned on an island. Go golden Rage documents <laughs> their golden years of making friends, baking dessert, and fighting to the death. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's um, so absurd. Yeah, it's it's so wild. So it's the first issue of a five issue mini series, but I'm sure it'll go ongoing. Where Battle Royale meets the Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> this is like up there with Do a Power Bomb, like the most wild like idea for comic books golden girls meets battle royale hell yeah yeah dude. so it literally is like golden girls because there's four girls but um the main character uh jay she's kind of a she's a younger character she's not really a grandma she's only in like her 30s uh but there's uh, there's three other ones obviously one of them one of them literally reminds me of like 
um, the old Graham, the old woman from Golden Girls, and there's like a almost like a Hulk type of grandma there, and she's kind of almost like she literally looks like Hulk, but like an old grandma, and she's like she speaks like the Hulk as well, like doesn't have normal like speaking language. She kind of talks in like three you know three word sentences, but yeah, they obviously have to fight other grandmas that are on the island for like property and this group of women obviously have like a whole little group of cats and it's just so funny because it's like an old lady with her, their old cats. So very interesting read, you know, golden rage, number one um, battle Royale meets the golden girls. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's odd, but... I'm definitely going to pick that up tomorrow. And um, you know, and you know, we talked about, yeah, do a power bomb two weeks ago. And I know we talked about it when you were here about that issue too. Oh, like how wild. wild was that? Yeah, it was wild. So uh, what about you, man? What did you pick up uh, over the past two weeks? Anything great? So, um, yeah, I had some good reads. Um, you and I talked offline about this uh, Batman 126. Dude, and that was honestly something we talked about at the con. I feel like I had conversations with this about Chip Zdarsky's run on the Batman like three times, as well as Daredevil, like how good it was. Um, and then now we're only two issues into his Batman run, and it's it's pretty awesome. So um, shout out to Batman 126. I haven't read the two books or three books I haven't read this week is uh, I haven't read The New Dark Crisis. And I also picked up the Sword of Azrael miniseries, and there's like a one shot. I haven't read either one of those yet. So, um, if those are really awesome, I'm missing out on that. But my pick of the week, I think this week is going to be uh, X Men Red number five. So, um, we're in the Axe, the Avengers, X Men, Eternals crossover. Um, some wild, wild stuff happened. I think it's. Um, we're a little behind and maybe we're early. So I'm going to get you invested. So it was a little bit of a spoiler from like two weeks ago. Um, the Eternals attacked Mars where Araco, where the X-Men have this, this whole new colony of mutants and took over Mars and literally destroyed it and killed thousands and thousands of mutants up there. One of them being Magneto. And uh, if you've been following the X-Men recently, Obviously, you know about the resurrection protocols and Magneto recently made it so he won't be resurrected. So seeing him dead at the end of that issue or his his helmet was like, holy shit, this is going to be big. Hmm. So X-Men Red kind of goes back. X-Men Red is just to kind of give you an idea of the title that deals with majority of what's going on on Mars and the mutant community up there. So this issue kind of takes place simultaneously with X or with uh, Judgment Day, number one, the Axe issue. And shows you from that perspective on what's happening on Mars. And it was wild. I mean, just epic. And like the what happens with Magneto and the, the how the whole story like unfolds is amazing. I honestly, there was like multiple times in the comic, I was like, whoa. And like I was reading, my wife's like, what? What happened? I was like, look at this. And I'd show her like panels. <laughs> and she doesn't even like know comics. Like, you know, she has an idea. She knows who the characters are. But I was like, check out this. What could happen to this person? Like, uh, it was it was awesome. So I really enjoyed X Men Red number. I think it was five, right? Four, four, five. X Men Red five. But um, yeah. And then I do want to give a kind of a shout out as well to what you were talking about the Massive Verse. So like I've been reading the Massive Verse from Jump. Like I collect. I got all the Radiant Black books. I did the Super Massive um, like one shot. Rogue Sun is awesome. I'm really enjoying Rogue Sun. They have a five-issue, six-issue miniseries of Radiant Red, one of the characters from Radiant Black. Um, Inferno Girl Red, I don't think it's come out yet. And then The Dead Lucky, which I'm going to pick up. But um, check out Radiant Black. Check out Rogue Sun. I think Rogue Sun might be the uh, 
the breakaway title for me so far in that series or in that mm-hmm. universe. But it's cool. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's we always complain and you got Marvel and you have DC and then you have like Image and Boom Studios. But Image and Boom Studios typically don't do like uh, universes, you know, so it is kind of cool to be in Image and have three or four titles. Obviously, you have Spawn has a bunch of spinoffs now. Um, but I like that Image is trying this. Image is like, hey, let's create some of our own little universes. And so mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Um, check yeah, that you show. figure like the last big one would have been like Valiant. Like that's right. Like Valiant 90s. has a big universe still. Yeah. And, and the Valiant stuff, I, I was reading a lot of the modern Valiant stuff years ago and I kind of stopped, but it was good. Um, but I, 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 think it's, I, I think it's a good idea for Image to come out and do do something like this. So, but, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's all we got this week. Um, we apologize for not doing anything last week. We've already kind of jacked up our 52 weeks for 52 weeks of the year. We missed (laughs) one already, but, um, Hey man, we are having fun. And to be honest, the last thing we were interested in doing was going live and taking up time that was spent in the community. It was much better time spent hanging out with the people from the community and, uh, having a blast. So, um, like I said, once again, if we saw you there, big shout out, much love to everyone we saw. Um, we had so much fun. Um, the next couple of weeks or the next year, this whole year, you're going to be seeing some of these people and these connections we made. We've already set up and like, hey, you're coming on the show for interviews and stuff. So you guys, if you don't know who any of these people are, we'll get to know them on the Comic-Con podcast. And that being said, Justin, you have a bit of an announcement for the rest of this month, right? Uh, yeah, a few things. Uh, again, I apologize for my voice. Sounds terrible, I know. Unfortunately, that's what happens. Uh, this uh, weekend, I have quite a bit of whatnot shows going on. So, if you, of course, you're listening to this early enough, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, be sure to check me out. Nemesis underscore Prime. Obviously, this dude be- picked up a ton of books, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, you need to, you want to be on his show this week. If you want to get these books, if you want to get some books, Justin, Justin had it, had a weekend. Yeah, and so did you. I actually, yeah. you have so Zach bought so many books that I actually have to mail him basically a short box back because yeah. he couldn't take it with him on the flight. <laughs> so I have an entire, literally, an, almost an entire short box to ship to this guy. Uh, yes, but in other news, again, other than what what Zach's alluding to is for the remainder of this month, we will uh, be obviously be having guests, but. We are going to be having guests from our neighbors to the north. So we are having a, every week we'll be having a new Canadian guest, whether they're someone that we've known previously or obviously people that the show um, this week. We were supposed to have, of course, newbie kind of just start us off kind of just talking recap, of course, of terrific con, but he couldn't come on. But um, for the next couple of weeks, we will be having some uh, IG YouTube content creators from Canada to uh, come on the channel and, of course, get to know them and uh future stuff with them so that was my little announcement hell yeah so that being said obviously if you're listening continue to listen we got some good guests coming up and if you're on whatnot make sure you follow justin nemesis prime and anyway, you're at him might as well follow me sometimes i come on there every <laughs> once in a while. um but definitely follow justin he's got some good books coming up and uh yeah everyone thanks for listening and uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming to you the rest of this year as well so peace catch you later peace